1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Says Podcast. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams, and joining me today, my two usual co hosts are back with me today. We've always I like always got the usual cow henning. cow how are you doing today, sir? Uh, it is hump
2: day. I'm getting into the middle of the week, so finally getting over and done with last weekend and the mondays and getting geared up for this weekend and the sundays so looking forward to talking about both things of the future and the past this week
1: hell yeah and then also of course making his return after missing last week arrowhead tom is back tom how are you doing today sir
3: Oh, I am very happy to be back. I trust me I much would have uh rather had preferred to be here last week, but sometimes work runs late and you have to do things that are strange. And uh yeah, other than that, I'm just really cold. That's think, mostly uh, just your job. Yeah, mostly just my job. I think uh <laughs> I think hell might have frozen over with all these, you know, Josh Allen is clearly better than Mahomes takes floating around. It's just unusually cold today, so maybe maybe that's what happened.
1: Hmm. There was a lot that happened the last time that we talked to you guys. Um, <laughs> to put it lightly, uh, the Chiefs did fall 24-20 to the Bills this past Sunday. Um, to be honest, in my opinion, just a quick, quick start off the off the the rip here. Uh, not the worst loss in the world, you know. Definitely the the secondary went in very banged up into that game against a very explosive offense, obviously one of the best offenses in the league and we held them to 24 points which is actually not the worst situation especially you know all the injuries that we saw. Uh, offensively it was not like we didn't have things together we were kinda of finding things out uh, a couple times we were kinda of finding our groove just didn't really put all the pieces together uh, kinda of fell asleep a couple times during uh, the end of the half uh, in situations like that but What are your guys'
2: initial, I guess, takeaways, thoughts, opinions on the game? Uh, Look, we could do another full-on breakdown of this game like you've listened to the other 86 podcasts that have done episodes from Sunday to when this comes out on Thursday. That doesn't really do you guys any good. You guys have heard all this stuff already for the most part. Um, The overall takeaways for me on this are really simple. They played well enough to win a game. They didn't make enough plays at the end of the day to do so. They were in that in position to win that game with a bunch of rookies and a bunch of guys playing snaps they don't traditionally get. And if I would have asked you that question 6 weeks ago, if this team would have been exiting that game with the record they currently have with the players that they've had throughout this 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 span, you guys would all would have taken it. So, um There's things to learn from that game of you've listened to if you've listened to any of the press conference this week from the players, specifically Travis and Patrick, specifically today. um, Patrick was very matter of fact with I think he was asked if they were going to be focused or not for this game coming up because with the bye coming up after whatnot. And he said, we just lost. They better be Uh, if that gives you any idea of where his mindset and mentality is. And if that's the, where his head is, you know that's where their head is because they go as he goes at this point. So they've got things to learn. They've got things to work on. They are nowhere near perfect, but that was too, <laughs> That was a good football game. Oh, my God. I know they've been hard to come by this year where you put two teams on each side of the field and they both actually are decent to watch play football at the same time. But that a was what occurrence. that looks like for everybody that forgot because we haven't seen a whole lot of that this season in the NFL, which especially, is especially not in primetime. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, God. prime well, time
2: is a whole separate conversation. Cool. The worst, maybe
3: the worst. I'll, I'll echo what Kyle said. It was a good game. Um, I there's certainly things where, you know, it, it felt like this. Um, the the Bills and the Chiefs are certainly the top two teams in the AFC. Possibly, the top two teams in the NFL have others. As others have said, these these are two heavyweights, right? Um, and, and what it comes down to uh, is which team is going to have just, you know, a couple breaks go their way. And that's what this game did. You know, that there are people who are really upset about it. And I'm like, first of all, this is a team that came in and, and pretty much blew the doors off the chiefs last year around this time. Um,
2: smash this them. game in prime up, time.
3: Yeah. It, to me, it felt like this, the chiefs had a C plus game and the bills probably had a B minus game or a B game. And uh, again, both teams yeah. had room for improvement and that kind of thing, like weren't their top, you know it wasn't the AFC or the AFC divisional round it wasn't that game um, but it was a close game you know it, the the part as i alluded to in the opening that is frustrating is the takes that came afterwards um the and, and i understand That's you know bound people, to yeah
2: um, i think i know one specifically that you're referring to Bobby Stroop responded to it on twitter um if you guys have i i do if you're not following bobby bobby's (laughs) Bobby's
3: we mentioned i think we've mentioned bobby almost every week this uh stop yelling at people that tweet Uh,
2: tom are we talking about that guy are we talking about that guy
3: maybe maybe Mm -hmm. yeah so Um, um yeah, so yeah, I won't. We won't
2: spoil the whole take, but yeah, it's it's, it's a, it's a terrible just, take. It's a bad exactly. Take. I'm not going to give it the run, and I'm not going to give him the run. And I'm not. I'll, if you want to go look up Bobby's tweet where he tells someone to stop yelling at everyone, that's the tweet we're talking about. That's, I
3: agree. Let's spend. Let's not talk about this uh, take. Let's actually talk about some 2023 draft prospects instead. We've got time. We'll save. Nope. Run the oh, tape. We, 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 can,
2: we can get there eventually. We will get there, Tom. Fine. I know you're chomping. I, I told you. we're chom- You're chomping. Um, before you. No, nah, we... the takes are the takes, man. Like, we we do this every year. They need stuff to talk about. It's week six. And yeah. as I just mentioned, there's not been a lot of good football teams on both sides of a field to talk about. They've mostly both most been just been uh, – either it's been awful versus awful or it's been an ass-kicking. So there's not really been – and yeah. you you talked about the heavyweights thing. There's a couple other guys in the a couple other fighters in the ring, but those are definitely the two favorites in the ring. Clear
1: cut one and two right now
2: definitely in the NFL.
1: Um really the overall the game and we kind of talked about it last week uh, a little bit, but for Buffalo, obviously there's kind of more stakes on the line, right? Especially with the whole revenge aspects, the 13 seconds. I think their fan base and their team were definitely a lot more emotionally damaged coming into that game uh very hopeful for a win the chiefs you know that's kind of it was kind of wasn't the most important game in the world um obviously the chargers winning uh later ended up not working in our favor because now we're tied essentially for the afc west we have the game advantage but it's always nice to be in front of the division but also our division hasn't been doing that bad or doing that good i should say this year (laughs) so Really, the game for the Chiefs didn't have the super utmost importance, especially like I, we kind of hinted on with all of the injuries and all of the guys who were missing still, uh, a couple suspensions, a couple guys who weren't back off the IR, uh, Willie Gay, Trent McDuffie, guys like that. Um, it's just, it wasn't the, like, this just wasn't the worst loss in the world. There's some positive takeaways from it. Um, there's a lot of things that you can uh, look to the tape to and say probably could have been improved on, but it just... You know, it, we lost to a good football team. And it doesn't make us any worse of a football team because we're still a really good football team. So, they
2: they scored 20 points. I mean, there's things to improve on. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I, t- our, our friend over at uh, the Always Sunny in Chiefs Kingdom podcast, uh, Taylor, tweeted, I've never gotten over a game so fast in my life. And, like, yeah. Like, I was like, that sucks. And then I was like, okay. Like, yeah. yeah and it's weird right like as a chiefs fan who used to literally spend all of the week living and dying as a kid by how they played on how they did on sunday because it stopped at week 16 there was there was nothing else there was no other hope of anything to look forward to like it ended at the end of the regular season and if it didn't it ended one game past that my whole life okay so (laughs) <laughs> For a lot of those Chiefs fans, like, now that there's, you know, hope and constant contention and being in the conversation and, yes, there's expectations of playoffs and things are raised. But when these kind of games happen, these are measuring stick games, you want to see big heavyweights. We're not in the situation where we used to be as a fan base where it was you You just wanted to be playing against these teams and hopefully sneak a win. You're supposed to be in these games and play these games tight and tough. If like, I, I that's that's where the takeaway is for me on these games, and that's, and I think Buffalo's more in that area now than they used to be, but they still definitely have some um things they'd like to prove and exercise demons wise from a franchise perspective, and then just from a this team this group perspective, I'm sure. So, um, I don't know. Those are those are kind of the the overarching feelings on it, but the yeah. the interesting i guess takeaway is that and i guess the biggest bonus for me is that those all those young kids and all those rookies and all those guys that didn't haven't seen nfl fire before and haven't seen that level of nfl fire before so you're really got a the fire whole there. lot of reps yeah. to see as people as as our friend nate talked about it at the athletic before the before the uh game they got five guys. Well, they have five guys, and guess what? That that group of rookies and those group of that secondary got a whole bunch of work in that they would not get in a whole lot of other places. So that's and my. They did not get that game.
3: They did not get any help. Steve Spagnuolo said, "Hey, Josh Williams, you see that man over there? That's Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that's right. He he was an All Pro last year. He'll probably be an All Pro this year. Good luck. Go cover him.
1: Yeah, and you and yeah, him Josh have Williams fun." Said,
3: See you later. said, "You, you, you know where I played college at, right? You, you know that. You know it wasn't. It's not that." And and he said, "Sorry, son." And he went out there and he did his best. And he he had a rough first half, but he definitely adjusted, right? And there were some some things that that um, noticeable you know, were improvement in that. the second half. Yeah, not yeah. noticeable. I gave him a little bit of help. Um, you know, that's my You've great been just Steve watching it from the broadcast angle. But, Have you gone back and watched the twenty-two, Tom? I have not had a chance to yet, oh, no. God. The broadcast a,
2: angle alone, just re-watching it on the broadcast angle, if you watch him in the first half versus the second half, it's like a oh, whole yeah. different human is wearing those pads. And,
3: and listen, I'm I'm like captain of the Josh Williams fan club here. Um, I think he's got outside corner potential as a starter long-term, but they did him no favors by leaving him on an island in some
2: of those places. It's like, oh, no, poor guy.
3: <laughs>
1: Welcome to the NFL, rookie.
2: Well, and he – a couple of other – things was like on a couple of those throws that digs made catches on it was like that was good coverage like that i i'm not mad at you for being in coverage there like you're in phase you're there i one of the pass interference calls i I, I like okay the refs were not a real factor in this game which was thank god thank you thank you god like uh, we got good football teams on both sides and an officiating crew that didn't make me want to throw my television set set out of a window like that that was a football game that I wanted to watch. That's all I've wanted to see all season. Can we just do that every week? Can we just have that product, NFL? I know it's not going to be like two heavyweights every week, but can we at least get watchable, productive product from both sides and the guys officiating the game?
1: That's all we can ask for, really. That that game did deliver that. So um, We don't have to go through a full game recap. We're not because we're mostly moved past it, and we're going we're to be it's hopping not into – the San Francisco preview pretty soon. Um, one big point I wanted to mention right at the end of uh, end of the half. Um, Chiefs got the ball back with 12 seconds this time. I'm, got the ball back with 12 seconds. Ran the ball down. Uh, got two plays. And, you know, just classic kind of a flex fashion. The Chiefs end up kicking a field goal. Harrison Butker actually gets trotted out there to uh, break the franchise record. That was just set the... Uh, week before, week by his repeat for you know his stand-in Matthew Wright kicked a 59er.
2: Oh, that uh, answer is now wrong. if yeah. you were to ask who was the longest, exactly. Butker,
1: yeah, we did we did mention that little trivia fact. Now Butkurt comes in, smashes a 62 yarder with ease. God, it would have been good can from we, 70. Can we
2: talk about that? That thing was good from seventy. One of the cleanest,
1: one of the cleanest Wait. strokes on a kick. Maybe I don't ever. know if
3: you guys have, have saw this, but they were ready to kick it or to try it from, I think they said 71 or 76. I don't. Like, he
2: would have made it. Like, it like would have, and if he didn't, he would have hit the freaking crossbar.
3: Yeah, the play before. Um, yeah, they were like running out and then they're like, no, 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 one that-
1: more
2: play. That was ready. good by ten yards, yeah. and he yeah, turned was... around as soon as he kicked oh, it. Oh, stepped it. Just, no. He Steph Curry three point like that ball <laughs> yeah. left his hand, and they were already walking the other way. Like it left his foot, it's in. Like he's gone.
3: Welcome, welcome back, Harrison.
1: Yeah, he... so that was that was a really cool moment in the Bills game uh, that we can definitely it. look back and appreciate on.
2: I, I tweeted it. He can kick from anywhere in Denver. You want to kick off from our end zone? I <laughs> go for it. I don't care.
1: Honestly, that's now we really now that we know that he's healthy again. (laughs) Dude, it's gonna be fun. That was an
2: arrowhead into the into the wind. Jim Nance is sitting on television telling people he's kicking sixty something yarder into the wind, and that thing was good by (laughs) ten yards. I was like, Jesus.
1: Yeah. So that was pretty fun. That was a fun moment to look back on. Any other fun? Any other like positive moments to look back on from that game that you guys remember? I
2: mean, yeah. Uh, every <laughs> throw he decided to make, pretty much except for yeah. like four, like he threw well, um, a sidearm pass that doesn't even count to Travis. They got called yeah, back on uh, one of the most awful mm. offensive pass interference calls I think I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, they had a couple
2: ticky tacky calls. Nothing, uh, there nothing, was a uh,
3: compares to the, I, the Raiders game and all that, no, but yeah. It, but I, that
2: call when they took that one off the board, that ooh, throw yeah, that that's hurt. not normal. You can't, that <laughs> you're not supposed to be able to do. And I know people yeah. like, oh, he does that all the time, I know he does. That's not normal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I yeah, I wonder if one day there will be a compilation of like Mahomes' almost plays. You know, the, the I think of oh, all the drop passes been. in the yeah. Super Seth Bowl. Seth is yeah, building all that it stuff. Seth yeah, has okay, a top Seth ten list it.
2: right now, I know of, okay. and there's like well, fifty should... in the honorable mention category. Yeah, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of those.
3: It's um, almost more impressive than his actual highlights, yeah. Yeah. So um no, it was it was like I said, it's a good game. Um I I don't have any complaints. I mean, the the we didn't have any new revelations in terms of like, oh man, this might be a secret weakness for the the Chiefs. Okay, they struggled to commit to running the ball. Got it. They have a young secondary. Got it. Steve Spagnuolo might be a little stubborn about blitzing too much. Got it. Like that's those have been the cases all season. So I think Andrew Wiley maybe... is
2: not equipped for Vaughn Miller all the time. Got it.
3: Yep. Yep. Yeah.
2: Like, uh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Like, that's going to be something to talk about for sure. Uh, we I can mean, talk about they it. handled it, it fine. It. It, it it wasn't perfect, but it's we'll never going to be with Vaughn.
1: We'll talk about that matchup yeah. a little more oh. when we talk about uh, San Francisco's D-line. Um, well,
2: we're, it's going to be harder to... Yeah, We'll get there. Yeah. Anyways, I just want to
1: close out close out the Bills game with shouting out actually Juju Smith-Schuster because yeah. he had a monster game, led the team in receiving 113 yards off of only five catches, and one of the craziest... I, I just forgot about this play, but this was actually legit one of the craziest touchdowns of the year for the oh, Chiefs when he ran
2: the two dudes over and then ran off down the sideline when
1: he does a spin move and Pat I mean Pat's throw first of yeah. all when he he scrambles to the right dodges some guy cuts yep. back left and then Dodged just fires it across the field straight to Juju who yeah breaks two tackles and Completely just takes normal. it to the house that's mm-hmm. that's gonna be up there one of the top ten plays of the year pretty cool to see that one that one just kind of get lost in the second quarter but um just yeah. totally normal stuff totally just normal totally absolutely. No big deal. And that's that's um, just the thing, is that all these sparks are there. So
3: Man, Juju I, I know I know like MVS is listed as taller Juju looks like just like he just looks bigger than other Bro, dudes. Juju out there. looks
1: Juju looks huge, I'll be honest. There have been a couple times where I am see juju out there and i almost think why is carlos dunlap lined up out there yeah like why juju is they a have the same number big dude or they he's you know a... eight and nine like they have a very similar number especially yeah, like on he's... certain yeah. side like i have he's legitimately con- i have legitimately confused them multiple times i don't he's i have to perfect. i have
2: you're not alone garrett because i have a couple of times been like why is juju rushing in the past no that's carlos that's yes dunlap. that's not like juju. it's, a, it's a
1: legit thing juju is a, a big guy well so. he's, he's sick
2: it's it's one of the reasons he's he's so successful In the slot and inside and operating inside in between the hash marks is because he can use his size to just completely stop defenders from being able to get to where the ball is going. Like Mm -hmm. he, that shield ability. If you go watch him run slant routes, it's a clinic. Like (laughs) he, he is. Yeah. Is Juju running a slant? Yeah, he's open. (laughs) Yeah, there's two. I don't care. He's open. Throw him the ball. Yeah, throw him the ball. Like it does not matter.
3: Juju is the one guy I think of this receiving group. We've talked. I've talked about this all year. Where I think that you're you kind of going to keep one. MVS Juju or McColl, and I'm rooting for Juju. Um, I think McC- keep, I will say this: McColl looked healthier this last game, mm-hmm. and, and he also looked more involved. To see he looked, um, yeah, he looked back, <laughs> um, and hopefully, because before his little heel injury, he was actually pretty heavily involved, and Mahomes is looking at him a lot, which makes sense. Um, so that mm-hmm. could be something to watch in the next couple of weeks, especially I think this – we'll get into the, the you know, matchup here, but I think this 49ers game is kind of a perfect rebound game for Kansas. Cold League. friend alert.
1: Mm. Yeah, this is, like Tom said, this actually is a perfect rebound game for the Chiefs, old I think.
2: Cold friend alert. Which one? <laughs> which corner?
1: At, at corner oh, yeah. who might not even play at the game because <laughs> he's yeah. – dnp on practice i would today. be
2: is he still not practicing
1: he's he didn't practice today i mean it i is wanted Wednesday. him to play it's early and he and i
2: know he wants to play Charvarius
1: which... ward is who we're referring to
2: and i know he man i can't do
3: Charvarius. i can't do Charvarius dirty that's that's, that's i like sharp Charverius that's why i is, want him to play yeah, awesome. i
2: think he will I, it, man i would want to play in this game if i was him yeah mm-hmm. i no circled doubt. this one on the calendar if i'm him no 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 yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I,
2: I got my money and I got paid, but y'all let me walk when you could have paid me. And well, I show you having, why you could have paid he's me.
3: He's having a very good year for San Francisco. Yeah. They are getting a return on their investment. Actually, I would say they're getting a better return on their investment than I bet he's
1: But he's one of like he's the top corners good. in the league this year, actually. Like, yeah, shit. and they didn't pay really him, I mean,
3: good. they paid him like like a solid number two,
1: a solid contract. You know? He's definitely out yeah, playing his contract right but now.
2: He didn't get benched this weekend.
1: Yeah, they've been yeah, that was yeah. Some, but uh, yeah that, 49ers, by the
2: way i am not in remotely complete in any way shape or form endorsing your extremely highly paid brand new shiny quarterback cornerback you just paid this offseason um but a team did that in the afc west this week this weekend so there's that <laughs> anyways looking ahead towards the 49ers matchup uh like we said
1: traver's ward dnp in practice today uh trent williams had was a guy who was you know Having some injury concerns, he was limited in practice today. He I know he missed some time, Isn't so that's something to look related? out for. Uh, it's ankle actually. Ankle. That's, yeah, that's almost worse for that big yeah. of a
2: human. When you're that big, so tough. that's
1: definitely something to monitor. The the 49ers have a, a decent amount of injury guys on the injury report. Actually. Uh,
2: how's uh what's 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 old Nicky boy doing? Because Mr. Bosa was also on the potentially not playing this weekend list. Yeah,
1: I don't think he will be playing it this week either. I don't believe. Is he, um, is he DNP's... He was limited also. on today, actually. So we'll have to yeah, see if that's potentially. bad.
2: Potentially. We'll see. Like I said, they were, they're beat up in some areas. and Oh, yeah. They also now have Jimmy Garoppolo back at quarterback, I think. They're a walking infirmary squad right now. Which seems to happen to them every couple of years. They go through, like, two years yeah, where they're, like, three pretty three healthy. Years. And yeah. then there's, like, a year where they, like, just absolutely disintegrate. And then they go it's a couple like years they're really... where they're healthy... And then they fall apart. Yeah. So. Is Kittle? How's Kittle? Is George practicing? I want to see George play. I've been waiting to watch George play against us for like I don't know. God, since the (laughs) Super Bowl. That's a matchup I'd like to see as well. I'd like to see George because I'd like to see Willie back, and
0: I'd like to see what that looks like,
2: frankly
0: Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com internet for details. I was
1: about to say, is Willie back this week? Yes. Yes. Nice. He gets back. That's good to I see. Jump into the bye Trent, week. Trent, Mc, Trent McDuffie practicing. also potentially be back this week, and most likely. Full
2: participant.
1: Yeah, so the Chiefs are getting some reinforcements in for this game. Head up to, you know, the 49ers team who... They don't have like a ton of bright shiny weapons, but th- these guys have been together for well, a little while. I mean, Debo Samuel yeah. exists. Uh, I mean, he's been having.
3: Down. I will not tolerate Brandon Ayuk slander here. He's <laughs> he's <laughs> I was gonna. I, I
1: was thinking Brandon Ayuk more than Debo, honestly. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. Okay. A... Well, if you fall asleep on Debo, that's your own funeral. I yeah, will. Yeah, I wouldn't fall asleep on either. That. I'll fall asleep both on are... Debo. But regardless, this has been a team. They've kind of been the same kind of core since the Super Bowl that I mean... we saw them in. So. That's something. The running about. backs
2: different, but it's the same Shanahan run running <laughs> about game. I say whoever every Shanahan running back's the same. <laughs> you can you can stick a jersey on a stick and a helmet in the backfield in the for practice for him. I don't care who it is. I don't need to know his name. I don't care who it is. I, it does not matter. You're gonna do yeah. the same <laughs> stuff. You're gonna do regardless of who it's the running. back is. It's gonna be some good stuff.
1: You're gonna have a good year as a running back for them. But Tom, I wanted to get your thoughts on this trenches matchup here. Well, because you can't have
3: them, I'm not giving them to you.
1: No thoughts from Arrowhead Tom, everybody, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, unless they're draft related. No, but I refuse this uh, this, this trench battle. Craft. Hey, maybe coming soon, actually. Um,
3: maybe. no, I will. So, are you talking the 49ers' offensive line versus our defensive line, or uh, not exactly. Other
1: way maybe the other way around first and foremost, uh, because <sighs> that was kind of I think. So I'll preface this by saying I think right now the Chiefs offensive line is their most troublesome unit. Um, And obviously they went up against a very good unit last week versus the Bills, Uh, but especially in the tackle department, um, the Chiefs are kind of in trouble, I think. Um, Even some of the interior guys, Trey Smith hasn't been playing as great. He's also been a little injured, that's fair, but he has declined, especially in the pass blocking department. and just really the the old line's kind of getting eaten up, so they've
2: had some troubles in places that they didn't expect to have some difficulties now. Yeah, you mentioned Trey being beat up. Joe Tooney hasn't been automatic this year either. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple where like and I think I saw a stat where somebody had him at like eight pressures this year, where he gave up like what two last year. Like he's not he doesn't give up stuff much. Um, so he's not been his normal self. I think a lot of it has to do with the... Con- we talk about all the time with O-Line how continuity matters with that within an O-Line group. And there's basically not been any of it this year. Um, between Orlando not being there at the beginning, which people can get mad about or whatever, it's a business. This is how this works when it comes to contract stuff. You sometimes don't show up right away at the beginning of training camp, is what it is. He was there for camp, okay? Um, but that, and then you had guys hurt. Um, you've, you had guys that you thought might be getting back that aren't back with Niang and a couple other places on the line. It's just not been a good year for continuity on that offensive line and health. You've already mit, played a game without Trey Smith this year. You've already missed time with Orlando being at hurt at points throughout this year and playing with an injury at points. Um, and, and like I said, Tooney hasn't been automatic either. And, and Wiley's been... Andrew Wiley like you, it is what it is when it comes to that. So um you know what you're getting with Andrew Wiley. He's he's a serviceable solid mm-hmm. right tackle. He is not elite. He is not going to have fantastic games against elite pass rushers. There are m- uh, guys that are going to beat him. Now, yeah. if I would prefer him to stop getting beat inside when he has outside help from a running back, yeah, I would. That would make me happy yeah, because it's happened make- two weeks in a row now. But Part of that is because that. Von Miller has a spin move that would undress anyone in a phone booth. So, it is yeah. what it is.
3: Uh, yeah, thankfully we don't have to play Von Miller every week, um, but yeah. we do have Nick Bosa. So here, here's the first thing to know. Um, it feels like almost person on the uh, 49ers defensive line is on the injury report. Injury report. Yeah. So Nick Bosa is limited. Um, looks like Eric Armstead's probably not going to play. He didn't practice today.
2: Would it be easier to say who isn't hurt?
3: Um, well, so Nick Bosa is obviously the big name. There's another guy on that roster that um, we sh- you should watch out on game day. If he plays, um, Drake Jackson, who's listed as a linebacker. He's a defensive end. Garrett, you should know about Drake Jackson. He's a USC guy. Um, we talked about him I, on this
2: podcast during draft yeah. episodes. Good athlete. Yeah. I haven't seen he's how well a he's, a been great um, he's, he's been
1: doing this year. He's done pretty well. He's got a couple well. sacks
3: to his name. I think four and a half now. Yeah. Um, 49ers so. also
1: have another... Fantastic USC alum in the secondary. Halanofa yeah. Halafana. Yeah. And he's also hurt. And he yeah, may also sway. unfortunately injured. One of the best safeties in the game right now, though. Sneaky and that, I love it, that yeah, guy. He's at USC, been right. unreal anyways. He's the, been way yes. better. So, yeah. He's
2: been way better pro than he was in college, personally.
1: Oh man. yeah. And he was great in college. But yeah, he's been a fantastic and a pro, really really breaking mm-hmm. that mold. Um anyways, the D line time.
3: Yes. So I, I think you're looking at a situation where um, their interiors are going to be vulnerable so you know again your tackles are going to have to play smart and i would imagine that for the most part they're going to get outside or they might even twist their defensive ends uh inside and bring some extra pressure i think that you can run some of those power trap concepts that we've seen them run more this year um get some bodies on, on those outside guys and, and move people out because you should be able to to big on big inside so like you know, Creed takes care of one tackle, Tunier Trey takes care of the other, and then you have your um, whichever guard come over and help with that defensive end and help clear him out. So your running backs have space. From a pass protection standpoint, I'm with Kyle. It's frustrating to watch Andrew Wiley, um, you know, get help outside and then he gets beat inside. There's just no um, no real good explanation for it. I also know uh, I know I'm the biggest like Orlando Brown guy here. Um, I think he's given up one of the highest pressure rates in the, in the league right now. Um, and with that, you know, he's, I think he's doing some injuries. We've seen him just start a lot of games slow and then he usually, you know, kind of picks it up. I I think that um, some of that might be him having to adjust his game, you know, every game for the pass rushers that he's against and, you know, you just kind of have to figure it out, especially when you're that size. I think we'll, we'll see a little bit of a bounce back after the bye week and, and get these guys rested up. Cause I think, I know Trey Smith was, you know, he was out the week before banged up. looks like these guys up front are just you know, dealing with some Nixon and, and that type of thing. And so my biggest hope is that they just survive and they don't, you know, blow the doors off the game for the, for the chiefs. I don't think they will. I think the matchup is pretty solid. Nick Bosa is an absolute monster, but, Outside of that, they should be able to handle their business pretty well, as long as I think you know the the big one will be, as always, just having an effective run game that you can rely on, you know, throughout the game consistently.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a huge factor for going into this game. Is can they establish the run and can they get that going, especially versus you know kind of a depleted Forty ers defense. So Andy, that'll only. Yeah, and that'll only play into the you know, the pass game obviously. You can establish the run, you can open up a couple more of those deep shots. Um you know, Treverius Ward not being there potentially would be very big. That would be big. Yeah. Uh, I think another corner or two. I don't know. They have a lot of injuries in the secondary, so Their they whole have team a lot of injuries. Yeah, I don't, the 49ers always just have a bunch of injuries. It's kind of unfortunate for them. It's something, something. Like I said, it just fields. seems like
2: every couple of years they go through this stage where they have like the whole roster gets hurt at once. Yeah, and, then...
1: and they're kind of going through that this week. So, um, yeah, I think the wider receivers are are have have a good opportunity to get some more uh, work in you know just some easy nothing no crazy defenses who's the who's the defensive coordinator in uh i in don't san know Fran? who replaced sala that's what i was yeah san
2: francisco defensive coordinator I was thinking uh no it's not uh, it's a D'Amico new he, ryan yeah it's a player i was
1: going to say i think it's a player yeah, yeah a former player guy i believe he's uh
2: yeah, he's been there with the forty nine ers for a little bit underneath Salah. So it's kind of the same defense that was, they've been running. I don't know who I was listening to today. Uh super, super, super intelligent former player. Like it's from a from a player perspective on field guy. And then basically he was like, Yeah, you're watching it translate to the coaching room. Like that's why he's yeah. he was as good as he oh, was in the NFL.
3: It would not surprise me to see uh Ryan's being a head coach here in the next yeah he is for years he is in that consideration pool.
1: Yeah of, of those young people people guys. are
2: super high on him.
1: Yeah. So that should be a good matchup seeing uh seeing what Andy can dial up for him, seeing what Eric
2: Eric Bienemy and Matt Nagy and, and all the crew can can I mean, do it's versus a whole brain trust. They just what are they pulling out of the bag this week? Like yeah. what hopefully That's they kinda like... figure it out. Can we do this with the play calling? Can we just be to the point where it's like we just don't ever know what he's gonna pull out of the grab bag? Because we're at this point, Andy Reid has a Santa sized bag of plays, and every week he goes in and pulls out like 125 of them, I think, at random. I'm not even no, I'm kidding. There's obviously it no almost plan is to do it, just but, like a random number generation. But sometimes yeah. it feels like they're at random. And the, but like the, he goes in, he picks out a picks out a set, and then walks out, and we never know what he's walking out of the bag with. Like we no idea. And that's where I'm at with the play calling. Like we never know what's coming. And that's what makes them hard to play against. Is you just literally never know what's coming. Legit. It has its bonuses and its weaknesses. So we're gonna have to see. We're
1: gonna see what happens uh, on Sunday. Um, hopping over to the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, we've seen Jimmy G a lot. We've had many encounters with him. Um, you know, we've kind of talked about their play callers a little bit, but the so we're or they talk about
2: the run game a lot.
1: Yeah, obviously the D line uh, has been <laughs> I mean, not too bad about the, you know, with the run this year, and some of the linebackers have haven't been having the greatest year. You know, you could say that was a argument on Chiefs Twitter either yesterday or today. <laughs> I already forget. Um,
2: <laughs> it was in rare form again after this loss, which is another special subject. But yeah, yeah
1: but Willie Gay's back. Nick Bolton's still there. Um, Leo Chanel will get more reps, probably. We'll have to see or, how that goes for him. Or, less or Darius reps, Harris. And more Darius yeah. Harris reps, which is probably, probably more Darius, where Harry. you're That's going.
2: Probably, probably you're, what you want. You're probably going to see Spags get to do what he wants to do with a rookie and stick him on the bench for a while and let him hang out and chill and just kind of get in occasionally yeah. and let him run blitz. <laughs> like, he may bring him in to run blitz him, but I don't think you're going to see him on the field unless they absolutely need him anymore. Yeah, the thing I'm yeah. most
1: curious about with this matchup it is how Spags kind of approaches it. Obviously, we've got two fantastic play callers in Spags and Kyle Shanahan going at it. Uh Spags was playing a pretty good game versus Buffalo in the first half before he kind of gave up on the blitzes and kind of started going really soft and stuff like that. Like so Eh, Curious you to gotta, see what he does. This, this. They
2: they have to when you're going through a game like that. I mean that de- the defense was not remotely at fault for that football game. Like that. Oh that, no that, doubt. No.
3: I so uh, here's. Uh, I would sorry, prefer um, them to be
2: better against the run, which they were not great against Buffalo against the run. Um, especially for a Buffalo team that doesn't traditionally run the ball very well. Now, I think part of that is because they were trying to take Josh Allen running away and then let some of the running backs get more off than they probably should have. Yeah. That doesn't change the part where you can't let that happen. You <laughs> you have to stop the run. like that, that team, letting Buffalo have a running game, makes them impossible to defend. That's why so, you have to stop the run against Buffalo. So, so one of my I,
3: gripes... Yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. No, you're good. No, one of fine. my gripes with the Buffalo game, um, and Tony Romo pointed this out on the broadcast because the man sees everything, um, is... Steve, I think Steve Spagnuolo got a little greedy with the blitz in that game. Um, and there was a point where he, you know, they showed him like Josh Allen pointed out the hot route and, and it was a corner blitz and that type of thing. Um, here's the thing. The blitzing works really well, but you have to know when to mix it up and when to pull back. So that, that specific play, and I, I've been meaning to go back and, and you know, find the timestamp and all that, but essentially there's a guy in the slot. He runs a quick little curl and Josh Allen dumps it off to him. I know exactly like, what you're blitz. talking about. He yeah. points
2: both fingers. At, yep. He points at Legereus Sneed and um, <laughs> Darius Harris is the two yeah. who he points at and yep. on that hot route.
3: Yeah, so that's where where you we, you hear them um, simulated pressure, right? So Josh Allen on that play, his his clock norm is naturally already speeding up because he's expecting that blitz. That's where you have a guy like Sneed where if he just drops back in a shallow curl, he has a really good chance of getting a pick there and, it, and then that situation probably would have been a pick 6. So, you have to as a coach either empower your players to make that call on their own and I think we've talked about was Jerry Sneed getting We're some getting of that there. freedom. But
2: he's starting to get there but, and I think yeah. that was one of those where he was probably um, should have and didn't and I think you're 100% right. That's that's Yeah.
3: So that's yeah, that that was when I was like, man, we got to be to that's what I want to see is some more of that, like that fake pressure just from those looks of like, oh, everybody's at the line of scrimmage and we're all backing out. We don't know who's coming from where instead of just a straight up blitz because a lot of them have just been straight blitzes that have been pretty predictable.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were connecting in the first quarter, but yeah, it's like if, you can't do that very often against a good quarterback like Josh Allen. He will make you pay eventually. And for that's it.
2: the other part. He can You can get away with those blitzes sometimes when it's certain guys at quarterback. I'm not going to light up names and, and name drops some quarterbacks. Maybe our opponent next for... week, though. Yeah, here you, you go. So but you can't do that against aliens like like our quarterback and like Allen and like some of these other guys that are that are able to diagnose your defense at this at the rate they need to to make that ineffective. And even if they don't, some of them are big enough, fast enough, elusive enough, can do weird running in circle drills that no one else on earth has seemed <laughs> able to be able to figure out how to do as fast as he can do them and make plays. I That is one play in that Bills game where I was positive he was getting sacked three times and was going to get absolutely smoked on one of them. And it always he, happens. he again looked just like a little kid, like having little kids chase their dad around the backyard is what it looked like while he was throwing the football. It was like, are you kidding? Those are superhuman athletes and he's just running around in a circle and they can't touch him and I don't get it because they're supposed to be able to kill him. That was that whole play. I don't know, but yeah, to the, to the point one. of of the original, it's like, I I guess, Tom, where are you at from, from that point, from that perspective of, I just, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there with this, with the defense on the, on the straight blitzes and Spags not using his, his scheme adjustment. I know they're young and I know they're rookies and that's probably why he wasn't mixing up as much of that fake and simulated pressures <laughs> as you would normally get mm-hmm. in that Buffalo that game. But like, man, do it with them so that even if it does go wrong, okay, so what? I, You get, I, you have to go up there this week uh, and answer the questions about how you got hand, the bills hung 40 on you because the rookie screwed some stuff up. Okay, great.
3: It sucks. I have a love, hate, like a love, hate relationship with Steve Spagnuolo and his scheme, because there's a lot of things. I'm like, that shouldn't work. And it works. And then there's a lot of things I'm like, that's not going to work, and it doesn't work. Um, His blitzing is like, go back to what Bill Belichick said, which is Steve is going to blitz you, and for whatever reason, you don't know why he's, he probably doesn't even know why he's blitzing you. Um, Which, again, to some extent, blitz-heavy schemes can work. Now, like Kyle said, what we've seen, and this is what worked well against Mahomes, is you know, you have those two safety looks, and, and that's where you think about the, the big plays the Chiefs have given up this year. It's when we've had these young guys in single coverage against, I don't know, all pro receivers. The Chiefs have done terrible defending number one receivers all year because they're they're giving up terrible matchups. So what we see in the NFL, and I was, I was listening to, um, I want to say it was the athletic football show. They were talking about kind of this return of the cover two uh these players are so much more athletic and, be, and and it's really a response to Patrick Mahomes. you know, you're seeing more two high safety sets and mm-hmm. you know letting your front seven be athletic and run around and close those gaps. So with that, um I I, I want to see the chiefs have some more of those looks when they're playing guys like Josh Allen. Um, the single high stuff is just so risky. Um, you know, to give up the big plays. And especially when you're running blitz heavy. So again, I'm not a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Steve Spagnuolo probably knows, will probably forget more about football than I will ever know in a single given day. Um, But one of the tendencies, it, it, he very, very much parallels uh, Andy Reid. And like, they both have really strong tendencies and they struggle to mix in tendency breakers. For Steve Spagnuolo, it is... That simulated pressure. It's that being okay with playing in a too high set, um, and well, and we've
2: seen him do that some too. That's the part for me that's weird. Is like, and I know it's probably when he trusted guys more, but he, mm-hmm. and 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 the freelancing stuff that he let guys do. Because we just talked about it with sneed there. That's when mm-hmm. we've talked about it on this podcast. That's a guy that's got to be able to make that call where. If yeah. Josh Allen walks over and can f- points at the two of you in your face and says, yeah. "If that's the maybe hot back route, off. like yeah, hot, hot, hot route, you need maybe to maybe drop you, into a curl."
1: Yeah, maybe Somewhat, you even if you that.
2: let, even if you let the other guy go and don't <clears throat> even check it to the rest of the defense, you just check it out yourself there, and yeah. that's an okay checkout, That's okay, and you have to yeah. be able to have the freedom to make that because we talk about it on the freedom on the other side of the ball with the wide receivers, when it comes to making adjustments to Mm -hmm. routes, when it comes to what coverages they see or where the defender sits in a zone or where the spot is like those things all happen on the offensive side of the ball. It also happens on the defensive side of the ball. This is the other side of that coin. And that's Mm -hmm. the next step. This defense has to take to be effective. Yeah.
3: And and yeah, some of that comes with experience and, but again, I think that there's some system tweaks, um, that can happen. And I also will say, I think that Steve Spagnolo knows that this is a defense that's young and rebuilding. And, and so I think he's maybe handy, handcuffing himself a little bit too much um, in terms of limiting, you know, like we said, that's limiting right. what we're not doing So maybe more than one to
2: go too crazy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Some of the more complex concepts or the more, because con- those simulated pressures, those, you know, mix up zone things, those are hard to, to execute at a high level. Uh, and, and it's hard to get that through in, in the NFL, but
2: and I think <clears> that's what we see. Like, yeah, that's and what I think also
3: earlier. having Willie Gay back will be huge because that that type. Then so we can of play stop right talking there,
2: about Nick Bolton's deficiencies that we've yeah. known he's we've known he's had since before he was drafted. Yeah, about that because
3: when you have that when you have Willie Gay there, then it's a simple hey Willie, go slide over there so Josh Allen can't dump it off you know for two yards and and
2: get eight out of it. I, and then you can I have
3: which Sneed blow someone up,
2: right? Like, I look. We had him on the show literally last week. Last <laughs> yeah, week we are just throwing shows. shots. I love Zach. <laughs>
1: we love Zach. We are we love Zach.
2: He's right about his analysis. Yeah, it's also not news. Like that's my part of this thing. Like we're. <clears throat> I think the run game of it is news, but not well, the pass coverage. I, not really, because he didn't do well at disengaging. He did well from as far as. Maybe standing mm-hmm. up in the hole some last year, but he mm-hmm. was not elite at disengaging from blocks a ton either. Like, it's he's been just, a thing that was been talked about for a while.
1: I think he's, it's very accurate that he's not attacking, attacking the I holes.
2: Think, well, and I think part of that is because he doesn't have his normal workhorse on his other half on his right-hand side that he's used to stand, having stand there in this defense. When it's, Willie is almost... out, he looks different because he doesn't have the same guy next to him, and that's not a knock on Darius Harris but darius harris as we talked about earlier on this podcast like two episodes ago is not willie gay like he'll be fine but it's not the same thing so
3: to that point yes willie Gay in coverage is one of the better linebackers in the nfl <clears throat> nick bolton is one of the not better linebackers in coverage in the NFL. they've never wanted him to be that guy they he's been the, he's the run and hit guy that is his job he, he gets up defense in order and I totally agree. I saw Zach's thread and um I, I'm a thousand percent agree. Like, yeah, he's and he's small and he's not gonna get a brown those guards. There's not a there's not a line a lot of linebackers that can that just plower through those. So um I mean, those
2: guards are like 300-something six, six, yeah. pounds now.
3: now. <laughs> do you want him to do better? Yeah, and do you hope that he grows into those? Yeah, I think that he will. Um, but in those run situations, that's where you have a guy like Leo Chenal, right? The guy who likes to eat glass where you send him in and then you know nick is supposed to be behind him cleaning it up doesn't always work out that way but that's the idea and then same thing with coverage so i i'm okay um with like with his deficiencies as long as like um
0: mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla Speedtest Intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.
3: Yeah, as long as he's got the supporting cast around him, I mean, he he, what he does well, he does really well. And you, you can scheme around that and you can play around that. And I think that he, he'll grow into... Learning some more of those um things. Also, the Bills offensive line pretty good.
1: Yeah. And yeah. we also Bills, do this pretty with good.
2: I swear to God. With we I, we just walk around repeating ourselves, I swear. Yeah. On sometimes. I know we I know the name of the network is Say It Again, but sometimes it's ridiculous. Hey guys, guess what? We do this over and over and over again. All the time. Set proper expectations. Nick Bolton's expectations he has exceeded, but now that we're in year two, he exceeded those expectations, and then everybody took what he did and went and went. Oh my God, no, he's actually freaking Lawrence Taylor in the middle, or Ray Lewis, or Derek Johnson. No, he's not. He is not. He's also a second-year player. So let's let's stop. But we can't do that as a fan base because fan bases that's not what they're that's not what they do they 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 take something and then they run off with it and blow it up and that's fine but if you set proper expectations your feelings don't get hurt as bad and you don't come down as hard and you may not dislike or call the player a bust as often if you do that because then you're actually looking at what you what you should be expecting from a guy and then maybe you're not as disappointed when they don't do what they what you think they should or maybe you're you're rightfully more disappointed when they do because your expectations are set where they should be and they underachieve them. Like, that's where we have to get. Because we do a lot of this stuff where we we blow these guys up after five seconds of seeing something, and then when they don't do it again the next time, they're the worst thing we've ever seen, and they suck. And it's happened with first-rounders and seventh-rounders and undrafted guys and guys we've traded for and guys we've drafted. So. It, it happens all the time. Set proper expectations, and we'll be a lot happier with the overall outcomes.
3: Could you say draft?
2: Yeah, I did, Tom. Draft. So I've got – I don't we. know if you guys have gotten this or not. Tom is going to be ta- – we're going to be talking some draft here towards the end of the show.
3: Kyrie Wilson out of Texas Before
2: Texas. we do that, 49ers wrap up. What's the most interesting matchup for you in this game, Garrett? Go. And then we'll do scores um mm,
1: who covers Debo Samuel? And how efficient Who's are they Who's your at
2: pick that? for that? And who would you? Who do you think they use, and who do you want it to be?
1: So that's interesting, because the way that they use Debo Samuel, he's really, I mean, he does run routes. A lot of times he doesn't run routes. He runs little, like, sweeps or reverses, or he'll just run get a running play. He's an interesting receiver to cover that. You probably don't kind of have one guy on him. I wouldn't say LeJarius need to get smashed up on him, because just... The, the skill set that he has, you want him to kind of be a, a free-roamer that you can kind of do some more stuff with in the slot. Um, so, maybe, you know, a combination of uh, if Fenton's back, which I would actually be ha- happy if Fenton was back this week, or um, Joe and Watson, obviously, if they go outside with him. It's just very interesting to see wherever he's lined up, how they kind of approach it. I think probably more, you just kind of zone uh, scheme towards him a little more.
2: It's funny because you said Jalen Watson, and I don't know that I would want Watson on him in either matchup because if Fenton's back, I think I would want Fenton on him because he's a handsy, physical, grabby dude who's used to playing on the line of scrimmage, and Debo's a big, physical wide receiver. They like to get the ball early in space, and they also like to use as a running back, so if you have to have Fenton do some stuff like that, he can be annoying to Debo, and it will be a bit more difficult than it should be, and then if he's not playing... I kind of want it to be Joshua Williams instead of just instead of Jalen Watson, specifically because Joshua Williams is a monstrous dude as far as a corner is concerned. And physicality is kind of his – for like, he's a man corner from what I can tell so far. He's a very – he likes bump and run. He likes putting his hands on you, and then he likes to just kind of stay there. If he's got to do zone stuff and, and figure out, like, where he's running, like, where he's supposed to run around and where he's supposed to be, like, just let him have a guy to run around with, and he's fine. Make him try to figure a bunch of stuff out. Not so much with Debo. You know he's going in motion. He's going to run a lot. He's mm-hmm. going to be in motion a lot. You're going to have the guy chasing all over the field. So at that point, it, he's already just following what he's supposed to. to cha- what he's supposed to defend. Just let him do that. Like that's why I would necessarily not say Watson because you can do some other things like you mentioned with Sneed. Watson can do some different things in coverage I think than Williams can at this point. Now, that's not to say that yeah. Williams can't in the future, but we saw in the Buffalo game, as it progressed, Williams started to show he could do some things better, but until we see it consistently, I'd prefer him to do the more, you know, manned up, run around role where you're you're, C yeah. ball, and Josh, ball, C guy, cover guy. Joshua Williams
1: yeah. was the guy who kind of first came to mind too. And I think in his ideal form, he's a perfect matchup. Uh, I just don't think he's super ready yet, you know, to be either, trailing Debo. You, you and I mean, I guess you got to throw him against... into the fire, I guess, at some point against, you know, a guy like that. But, I don't know, Jalen Watson, even though he uh, got another young guy, I think maybe we've seen him in this one look so often where he's kind of just been used as an outside guy but especially with getting Trent McDuffie back who we've kind of forgot about he's going to be stuck the outside. Oh no the I outside. didn't forget I just
2: don't want him on Debo cuz I don't well, think the no. matchup he needs he's to just, mess with He's <laughs> going to be the like, guy who's doing doing outside so
3: You know that meme you know that meme of Wolverine holding a picture like looking at yeah. somebody longingly that's been me with Trent McDuffie for for weeks yeah. I didn't know you could miss a rookie who played a couple of snaps in the first game so much <laughs> I th- that's so that's my answer is what does the secondary look like with Trent McDuffie back because then you can bump everybody else back down Well that's what I
1: was going to say is right because you have Trent McDuffie there on the outside you have the freedom to use Joan Watson in a little more different yeah. situations as you know and kind of because we've seen Josh, well, you know we saw Josh Williams kind of sure. doing that last week where Joan Watson was still tasked with being on the outside So now that you've got both of those guys inside I wouldn't be surprised if both of them get a look at him you know yeah, obviously they're going to see what they I do with
2: them the two big boys on the outside. especially with all, all the Austin motioning Williams. and stuff
1: like that they're going to be running some fake zones mm-hmm. that end up turning into man or something like that where you can't mm-hmm. exactly just have a guy trailing him every single time he, and San he Francisco
2: doesn't run a lot of four wide five wide. they run a lot, they run a lot of two tight end looks so you're going to have yeah. a lot more sets where you're in base or you're in three where you only have maybe nickel where you only have three corners on the field instead of those four corners or five four five, six DB looks where you get with exactly. some of these teams that are running wide open. So
1: you never know what you're going to get with Kyle Shanahan. That's the thing. I mean, mm, you is, know, you're getting the getting ball run formidable. at you. Yeah. He is a formidable play caller. So it should be interesting to see um, before we close out the show with a little bit of draft talk from Tom, because we do want to look ahead a little bit to, to see what we can uh, hope for the chief's well, future.
2: We got your matchup. What's Tom's matchup to watch?
0: Oh,
3: I, I, I told you. About Mine to say, was I it was the secondary. Uh... The secondary with Trent McDuffie back.
2: Also, what's, but what's, I guess, Kyle, what's your matchup to watch? Oh, well. I'm actually curious to see what this wide receiver group does this week. Um, that McColl looks like he's feeling a little better. Uh, his heel looks to be a little more healed. He was more active. I think that continues to progress. And then I want to see if we get a little more Sky more because I think we are going to get a little more of him as we go. Um, it, you'll see him wind up. I think Juju's pretty much the guy Mahomes likes the most at the moment that's currently available. He did do the whole game um, two games ago where he just threw the ball to MVS the whole time. I understand. But I think that was kind of like one of those things with the Raiders game where we always had a D-Rob game where it was always <laughs> yeah. somebody else's turn. Yep. Like, I think that it was MVS's game that game, but I think Juju's the guy that's going to have the games consistently more often, even though they paid juju the one year and mvs the two year that was most more based i think on pull what the players wanted than what the team wanted in that situation situation mm-hmm. um so Juju's that's what i'm curious candidate. about also i'm curious about the wide receiver room and how they do this weekend because you know there's only been giant ridiculous absurd widespread wildfire conversation about odell beckham jr and the chiefs <laughs> over the last 12 hours so Man's I figure we should probably Man's at least got some legs according to my sources. Potentially yeah yeah sources, sources say the, I the have some inside that in sources that, say that there is that there's some legs. I'll just yeah. say that. There are legs. legs involved. They are attached to people also just so <laughs> okay she has one. Hopefully to, really to a certain weird person up
3: with spare legs. Yeah, yeah the, to with certain un, person that legs is for a bad so he's going
2: to be back in Yeah so let's do that. Yeah so again like everybody okay Travis restructured his contract and then he went on his podcast and then his agent said some stuff about restructuring and then OBJ and then Dez tweeted something and then Marcus Spears tweeted something and now we've had an OBJ day. Okay, look, if OBJ ends up a chief, fine. Great. Fantastic. I'm fine. I don't care. Look, this is where I'm at. I'm okay. That's fine. I want to see what this wide receiver group looks like this weekend. Then we go into the bye, right? After that, it's San Francisco, then the bye. So, and accordingly yeah. see what it looks like reports. this weekend and then if they don't like what they see this weekend and they want to try to do that and have him at least come in now to try learning the playbook and getting involved mentally and whatnot even while he's still finishing his physically uh tune himself up plan fine knock yourselves out i'd prefer you go do something else but if that's what you're gonna do go ahead go do it
3: Ooh, you would prefer okay all right oh hold on <laughs> um, um i'd prefer okay. to do so something I've on the defensive
2: I... side
1: of the football. I...
2: I want an offensive tackle. Now, hold on. I, you're not hmm. going to go get an offensive tackle in the middle of the season. Who are you going to get? Give me the offensive tackle. bro. don't make me think Batman. that hard. And just make it uh, conjure up in midair. Make just make it happen, um, bro. I don't I don't really get
1: paid to make that decision. I just know. want to like, make I'm it. trying just to look, look to for realistic
2: happen. trade targets. There's it's a couple. Not, not, it's not I don't man, even yeah. know. You I, don't, I haven't played.
1: This year's first that's the thing. I haven't played Madden this year, so I actually don't know. You're doing yourself a favor. I am all the right tackles right now. I'm sorry.
3: I have said for a couple of weeks. I said this podcast. I didn't want you guys. Sometimes I know that occasionally I have a take that is somewhat spicy. spicy. But I think we've talked about this before show, um, before the show, or I've tweeted about it something. I'm a big fan of the idea of Odell in this offense because Mahomes <laughs> needs somebody who can beat man press and who can improvise, mm-hmm. and those are Odell's strengths. All right. And I've said before, I have said this on the on the podcast. The Chiefs' wide right receiver room does not have a true alpha. That's fair. Again, is That's Kelsey fair. an alpha receiving target? Yes, but he's not the he's not the dude. And, he's not
2: Tyreek Hill. He's not Antonio yes. Brown like he was with. Now, let me let me phrase this. Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh with Juju. Right? Antonio, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown has legs thing. to KC too. Honestly, no, no, it doesn't. No, dear <laughs> so, God, no, it doesn't.
3: If we're talking about what I would prefer them uh, do, go trade for Brian Burns tomorrow. Or Josh Allen, like at uh, Jaguar, uh, Josh Allen,
2: uh, or uh, uh, um, Burns over Josh Allen. But Josh Allen, I would take Joe either. He He's pretty good. I know.
3: I if Josh I know. Allen is cheaper, pretty good, pretty good player. Br- Brian Burns is. They're
2: oh. both pretty damn good. <laughs> They're both very good players. I would like <laughs> either of them. Actually. I will,
3: I will Plus, take either of there's them. There's a Kansas City Burns ends. ends sponsorship waiting to happen. Oh yeah, and, that's got um,
2: now that's got legs, sir. Mm, that yeah. that right there has mm, legs. Mm, that but, sponsorship delicious. deal. Not a that single bit else of what we just talked about. Here's, on here's what I'll right say. Now. I want some Burns. Here's
3: control. what I'll say. People are like, oh, you bring bringing Brian Burns. Another contract you got to extend. Listen bring in brian burns He's you like don't you don't let me give me the contract you're worried about it. you're worried about right like getting orlando sign and it. real estate don't let good players stop you from getting great players correct so you bring brian burns in let's say orlando doesn't want to sign or let's say you don't have enough money to sign what orlando wants tag trade bye you can or go find and then let tackle. him walk later like, and then we can would,
1: cut frank clark and then we can free
2: up cap space like cap space you're is are not fake. gonna
3: Lake. You're not gonna find. Um, it's not
2: fake. It's just an accounting equation. We've talked about this. Yeah. a billion. You're times. You're
3: not gonna find. It's fake. Burns chilling on the street. That said,
2: I've no, got, you I've, do not find 24 I'm year old already in kind of numbers on the street.
3: I'm already in on the 2023 draft class, as I have been for a minute. I will tell yes. you this: you're not gonna find Brian Burns or a player even close um, in this draft at 2023. Draft. The defensive end position. Yeah. With a pick after 25, which is likely where the Chiefs are going to be. You probably won't find it after 20. You may not find it in the top 20. Um, Brian Burns is good. And he's played on some really bad Carolina teams. But uh, Brian Burns is good. He would be awesome. He would be awesome. You have a good good young core in that defensive line, which would be – would be nice for Steve Spagnuolo because nice then maybe we can blitz less. It's nice less, to have good young cores less. that can get pressure with get four. Home, you know, get home with four. So yeah. I'm all aboard that move. To, um, yeah,
2: yeah. So to finish, to finish my to our our thoughts and finish the 49ers preview and get Tom into his draft stuffs so we can get everybody out of here before we're here for way too long again, like we always do. I think it's the receiver room this weekend, so we can see what they want to do with the Odell portion before they decide how many picks they're going to give up to go get a pass rusher, as Tom's already pointed out. Because they're clearly doing all of these things all at the same time with roughly three and a half million dollars in cap space. So that's all right. All he needs is eleven dollars. Again, Mahomes
3: needs thirteen seconds. As we've discussed, Mitch needs eleven and Actually.
2: At this point, I know that Buffalo won the game, but I'm not so sure that the fan base didn't leave with a little bit more PTSD than they walked in with because 13 seconds is now 12 seconds, and I don't (laughs) know if that makes them feel any better. Because, look, it wasn't the end of the game. It wasn't the winning field goal. It was the end of the half. But that looked like the same thing again. And if you're Buffalo fans, you're like, uh, we just did this. This just happened. That's tough. 49ers, yeah. 20. Chiefs, 33. That's pretty generous on the 49ers, I think. I was, I was thinking 17, but I didn't <laughs> want to, I didn't want it to be a 16 point, 17 point. Okay, game. So that's a, 49ers that a nice,
3: 17, concise.
1: Chiefs 33. I'll say it. Okay, so, so, okay. A bit so very, yeah, pretty much the same thing. I was thinking more <clears> in the realms of 49ers 10. Chiefs, 28.
3: Ooh, statement game. Well, little, little yeah, little
2: just lower little, numbers on both sides. They run the ball shot. a
1: little more just, on our just end, Just a little 9-iron of a game, you know, just a nice, We're solid both, little...
2: So, so both teams run the ball a fair amount, Garrett? We're not I gonna think there's going to be a little Patrick bit of running. Go, I don't think crazy. it's going
1: to be any kind of a nuclear game from either team. I think it's just going to be... It's a rebound game right before the bye. It should, we should pull out not a vanilla offense, but just something easy. Just dial up the easy button. Put it in sport mode. We don't got to use the paddle shifters. You know, just let the car do the work for you.
2: Like, you know, you know what I'm if, saying? Like I'll tell you this. If the, the 49ers blow up, we have a problem. There will be a huge issues. Yeah. The tone of the, the next podcast like that. will sound drastically different if they go out and the 49ers blow up. It'll just be 60 minutes of draft
3: prospect. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so leading right. into that, Tom, we need yes. to know about some draft prospects this year. We are obviously going to be coming out uh, with a much larger series. The kingdom building series will be returning uh, where Arrowhead Tom here uh, previews, you know, new draft prospects for the upcoming NFL draft. But Tom, as an early little tidbit teaser here, as we look ahead towards the, uh, you know, what's what's known as draft season, the end of the college football season, slowly approaching, what do we got?
3: Uh, It's always draft season. Well, I mean, it, it depends. What do you want? If um, we're talking offensive tackle, which I think is, the I think more... it's going to
1: be on top of the list next year. I think yeah. it's going to be
3: pretty pretty close. I think that you Depending on how the Willian Brown stuff you know plays out. Um, you might want somebody who and can play both sides. Out. I will tell you, um, I am absolutely love. I'm absolutely in love with Peter Skoronski out of uh, North Northwestern. Um, the man. Is I think we compared him to Lane Johnson in our uh, our group chat, and that'll probably be my my comp well, for it's him. Let's not or, we or... this
2: you did, sir. I have not okay, watched okay, this okay. man yet. Okay. I do I not am. know who Peter Brownsky um, is.
3: He is a tackle out of Northwestern. I knew he that is, much. Man, he is a he is a he's a dude. Um, I he's really fun to watch. He just like has that old school Mahler mentality, but like as a pass blocker, like he just that's. That's the best way I can sum it up. It's like if you you built a Mauler, but he's really good at pass blocking. Um, so now he's probably a top 10 pick. There are some other guys in the tr- in the class that are kind of like fighting for that like second tackle, second tier. Um, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State is one of them. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of him. Like he I think he will be a serviceable left tackle in the NFL. I just think. Um, when I've watched him, he's just looked a little bit light on his feet. Um, there's, it also depends on how you're looking at, like, are, are if you're looking at a left tackle, right tackle kind of thing. And I think the chiefs probably want somebody who can do a little bit of both. Um, there's another guy, Brod, uh, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Who's, who's a big dude and really athletic. I'm not certain like his draft stock is going to ebb and flow throughout the season. Uh, We'll, we'll see where he lands up. Some people say he's out, you know, the you top question? offensive tackle. Yes.
2: Should we continue to do this whole, well, we want him to be able to play this side or that side, or should we just get one that's really good at one that position and one that's really good at that position and just leave it the hell alone? Because I know we like to have flexibility and then move around, but do you remember when the right tackle was just a freaking – cement wall that we didn't have to freaking worry about ever because i do that guy was named Mitch schwartz and for like a couple years several years we didn't have to worry about that position at all and you know what position he played he played right tackle he didn't play left tackle and right tackle he probably could have but he played right tackle we did not ever one time talk about him switching over to the left side for eric fisher not once
1: i'll say to preface preface that preface that um Really, I think it's just more of we don't know of what the Chiefs will need next year necessarily if the if we'll be re-signing Orlando, if not. I personally think that really left tackle should be of utmost need. I don't think Orlando Brown's going to be our left tackle for a long term unless he drastically turns around by the end of the season or takes a very generous pay cut. Uh, right tackle-wise, we have some development in the, in the wings. We have Lucas Niang, who... You know, could come and develop as a
2: right tackle of the future. We don't want him at Twitter left. Twitter told me he sucks and he's not going to be good and he's too injured and um, he's not going to be around for anything. I'm, so he's. I'm out, out on
3: Nang. Yeah, I'm out on Oh, him. Tom's out on the a- injuries. Too. You gotta durability or availability is your best ability. Mm-hmm. Two two tackles to watch. These are maybe day two or into round one guys. Um, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. He's I think he's a, a pretty much a slam dunk right tackle. You know, going to be big dude. Plays with power, Uh, actually. Plays with power in the run game, pass blocking. He doesn't have a lot of punch in his hands, and we want to see more of that. But he's shown some good development. Um, And then, of course, can't mention um, or can't go without mentioning the BYU tackle Blake Freeland. You know, because it's the Reed team. BYU. BYU. Yeah. Yep. I think he's a more. More like technique, sound guy moves around pretty well. Um, and then defensive end, we talked about that. Obviously, like I told you, we're not gonna find you know a um Brian Burns type just hanging out. You should probably just trade for Brian Burns, honestly. Um, if if that's an option, yeah, I'd give up that is the option, give up a, a healthy amount yeah um,
2: good luck go ahead and tell clark you'd like to trade the first round pick in the kansas city 2023 draft in kansas city oh wait so um
3: a guy I, there's a couple uh, the guy that i have been on for a minute that i really enjoy is andre carter the second out of um army he is um I think he's like six 260 long dude God. plays with plays disciplined
2: how's that work? no kidding shocking i'm stunned yeah, the kid right. that went to the army yeah. Plays disciplined. really
3: good run defender um but also has some really good flashes as a pass rusher
2: i you're about to ask about the service time uh-huh do we have to wait okay. on him like you do with the kids that go to the on the missions trips for byu and stuff a lot of this work? time
1: a lot of the time the service academy kids get some some exemptions i know there's a case yeah. of the seventh rounder for i think the ravens either yeah. uh, two or two or three years ago he's got so they that have to not in like had... a
2: decade and, and do it later well, like it's deferred or something i think he just that yeah, he or they it.
3: they defer the service to the off season and they focus on recruiting and it's like our Ar- army i don't think any other service academy teams have had a first round pick since like the 60s mm-hmm. um so i would assume that if they had a chance to send this guy out to do recruiting uh, it, it would be fine. Probably could P- be some pretty easy That's PR. Fairly solid yeah. PR. Um, one more guy, and he—if we talk about like defensive ends that are built in a lab for Steve Michael- Steve Spagnuolo, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech. Now, this dude is like 6'6", 275, power, long, long arms, and he can use them. He doesn't use them consistently um he is very sloppy i don't know if you guys have ever seen texas tech play defense i'm pretty sure that their um, defensive coordinator is whatever teenager is working the mcdonald's drive through that weekend uh they they don't know what they're doing but from a physical standpoint uh he has a lot of things going in his favor i want to see how he tests athletically but the my initial thought with him in terms of the size was uh like a montez sweat type and I'm a big, you know, I was a big fan of him coming out, but who Tyree Wilson out of Texas tech, big, big boy, big athletic guy. Um, pretty, pretty exciting to watch. And of course, um, here, here's my personal thought. I'm gonna do some receivers real quick. I think the chiefs are going to go free agency. They're going to look for a veteran with, with a receiver, but if they don't, um, staying in Texas, Quentin Johnston out of Texas, uh, Christian university, TCU, big dude uh
2: that's the purple team with the frog on the helmet for those of you who aren't familiar horn frog
3: not as productive as a lot of people would like would like to see him be more productive Um, but he's started to come on a little bit this year i'm a big fan i think he's got um like the ability to track the ball downfield in a way that has been missing uh defense and then um i just started his tape and he we'll see where he goes this wide receiver class is weird They're, again just like the chiefs room there's not really a true alpha right now but uh kashaun booty 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 out of uh, uh lsu has some physical tools that are really interesting and lsu's kind of a weird program right now and it's hard to evaluate Yeah, some guys. brian kelly's there yeah, but you watch him play and you go, Is that Jamar Oh no, never Because he's I think he's also wearing uh number one. The so. same number. Yeah. 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 Um uh, well, so it'd be interesting to see how he play how it plays out for him. But I Isn't I there a kid him. at
2: Ohio State? I know Harrison Jr. is next Jackson,
3: year. Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jigba who I think yeah. was better than the Wasn't other two that came entering out. Injuring
2: this college season the touted guy because of he was everybody's like he's better than everybody else they had and those dudes were insane
3: yeah he looked really good when there were three other first round picks on that roster taking attention away from him um he's been a little disappointing on his own um i i think that there might just be the growing pains of like hey your offense isn't like super super stacked now um i still think he's a good player i think he's a starter i am concerned This might be more of a slot-exclusive guy. Um, Are you
2: sure he's not a victim of the guy behind him just stealing his shine a little bit because the kid that's behind him is also an alien? Because Marvin Harrison, is that the third or is that the junior? Which one is that? Whichever one of them it is. I think it's the second one. It's the junior. The kid's a freak, which means, guess what? He's going to steal some targets from the Njigba. Now there's yeah. plenty of footballs to go around at Ohio State, so Njigwa should still be putting up numbers. But yeah, I just yeah. was curious. Actually, what I really wanted to ask you about, and I know people are going to be like, "What? Why? Why are we talking about tight ends? We have 87 of them. Why are we? Why are we talking about oh. tight ends?" Um, it's because we don't have a whole lot of tight ends that look different. A lot of the tight ends we have or <laughs> do a lot of the same things. We've not had a Blake Bell for like six weeks now. How's everybody enjoyed that? Not much fun, right? Not enjoying the not blocking thing in the run game as much. Not enjoying the uh, intermittent ability. Like they QB sneak no and at work. That's fine. It also didn't look nearly as convincing as what it does when Blake does it. Because Blake's, you know, 6'6 and 260 or whatever it is. I know there's a guy I like um, personally because he goes to the, <laughs> a university I'm really a big fan of. Um, but what this tight end class, cause I know, I know there's a bunch of dudes over the next like two or three years in the tight end pool that are like, oh my God, that dude's an alien. There's a, there's like three of them at Georgia. Notre Dame has a couple. I think USC has one or two. There's, there's two or th- there's one at Alabama there. I mean, there's some alien tight ends out there. So like, where, where is your head at here, Tom?
3: Oh, you're talking about Michael Mayer. Oh, i
2: absolutely talking um, about Michael Mayer out of the because that kid, I've been watching him for uh, multiple years now. And, oh, uh, oh, uh, Andy would be drooling and him and that, Travis at the same yeah, time would just be unfair. Some NFL
3: teams would break like that would be a break the controller kind of moment. You can't let them keep getting away with this. Um If we got to that, you know. That pick in the first round of the Chiefs and Michael is just kind of hanging out and there's no like other receiving options. Do it. Um, oh, the kid God. is like maybe not the be- like he's gonna be a serviceable athlete. He's not like a Kyle Pitts athlete, Mm-mm. but he just just like Travis Kelsey. Like you watch him in, in college, and you're like, huh, I've seen that before. It looks like he's covered, but he's not. <laughs> and now he's open. And the defenders are just like, What? Giant white guy go. He was right here a minute ago. Like <laughs> And now he's in the end do. zone celebrating. And he's huge. He's huge. He's, what, 6'7", And he's played with
2: some absolute... And look, man, I'm a Notre Dame fan. He has played with some absolute... Who the f- is that guy at quarterback, okay? Like, we haven't had a quarterback at Notre Dame in my l- lifetime, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there haven't been... The, Jimmy the peak, the peak is the, the peak is Jimmy Clawson and Brady Quinn. And, and that's, like, it, all right? So... It's okay. Um what about who is the guy who is in He's uh, a freak, man, and he can block too. like I'm t- I'm talking he's that guy that he when he blocks it looks somewhat and I don't want to do this cuz it's not fair, but it he's got technique, he's got power, he's extremely good at it. It looks it looks Gronky shishish. Mostly because he's just so damn big like Gronk was, where it just he's just it looks different because he's so much bigger. But he's so technically sound, and they coach tight ends up at Notre Dame. That's just what they do. Go look at to Notre Dame tight ends for, throughout the years.
3: If you're talking about um, just big potential blocking guys oh, as well at tight end, um, Darnell Washington out of Georgia, everybody was talking about his teammate oh, yeah. Eric Gilbert before the season who's been just a ghost out there. But if you're talking about like a day two guy who can be that like, Oh, he's really big. And now he's blocking. And now, you know, we're focused on Travis Kelsey and there's just, can I have a Jason man.
2: Dunn type if I can't have Michael Mayer in the first round? Can I have yeah, a, can yeah, I have a Jason that's... Dunn type that can block his pants off, but also has a set of oven mitts on him that can just, you know, snatch yep. things out of the middle of nowhere. That,
3: that is very much uh, Darnell Washington's. Um, okay. Cause, cause ML, if that's what we're getting,
2: so. I'm good with that. Cause that's, that's money for me. Um, oh. that's, that's exactly what we want. That's, that's the kind like, if I can't, if he doesn't, you know, find his way to 2830, which <laughs> I would be incredibly happy if he found his way down the draft board, but I don't, I just can't see that happening. He's too much of like, and for me, he's tied in one, by the way, like I'm not, Oh yeah. yeah. I by don't far. even think it's really a question. Um, now, like I said, there's also a couple, the kid from Georgia next year, is Am I right? Is he next year Bowers uh, or the other one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. other one. Yeah. Him. Yeah. No,
3: there's a couple that, of Georgia guys. So I'm, I'm them they out. have yeah. some,
2: I looked at that Georgia tight end room and I was like, there are three dudes in here that are definitely going to be playing on Sunday somewhere mm-hmm. for somebody. Like there's just, what is that? What is in the, what, what are you guys feeding them? <laughs> Where do you get these guys? Yeah. So who's um, your? Well, you did a mock on the, on the website, or you put a couple? I'm oh, sorry, you put a mock out on. Did you put it out on Twitter? He put it out. didn't was on Twitter. Yep. Okay. Walk me through your thoughts on that in in a little bit of a slow, broke down fashion, so we can and then we'll and then we'll get out of here.
3: Yeah. So let me pull it up. Um, and I I wrote out all my thoughts on it. So um, that was a draft where um, let's say it's pretty realistic. Quentin Johnson, um, I was between him and I, you know um. Roderick Jones, who's a tackle, and then Andre Carter, who we talked about. Um, I just felt like Johnson was the higher ceiling player of the three. And in this scenario, like I don't have free agency. I don't know what the Chiefs did to to get a receiver, so I'm assuming they still need one. So that was about our first pick at 28. Um, Zach Harrison, an edge out of Ohio State, who I'm a big fan of, a bigger player. Um, Might be an outside linebacker, more two-point Sands guy, but I think he's got some juice, and and he, um, you know, was in a in a program with guys like his and all that stuff. He's history there of, of good pass rushers, um, and then Zach Pickens out of South Carolina, who's one of my like, uh, like he's gonna be a sneaky good player in um, in the NFL. He he reminds me a little bit of Derek naughty coming out. Like he's like. You shouldn't be a nose tackle, but you kind of are a nose tackle. Um, and I don't know. I, I just, I, in terms of value for the pick there, I was excited about him. Um, Dontavian Wicks out of Virginia, another wide receiver. So we're double dipping there just because, again, the Chiefs got to figure something out. Uh, Wicks is a, a size guy who's got some downfield speed. I really like his uh, ability to track the ball down the field and um, had a really productive um, sophomore year. So excited about that. Uh, Ryan Hayes is finally the tackle that I ended up taking out of Michigan. A guy who's more technique than athletic ability. Yeah. And, and I thought, could you know, yeah, could work out. I'm and, kidding. And, I'm, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. We don't yeah, scout yeah. helmets. We don't yeah, scout yeah, I know. Um, then we went Chase Brown out of Illinois as a running back. Uh, I think he's a guy who's been really productive this this year and uh, has some skill as a receiver. If you are hearing that growling noise in the background, that's my cat warding off Scout. <laughs> <laughs> they are not getting along. So it's all right.
2: Mine, um, mine, mine, mine has joined us as well, but he's not making any noise right now. He's just got his head on my keyboard, yeah. so it's fine. Um, and then, so uh, I guess, yeah. I guess, shortly uh, the the bottom end of that draft is going to get a little wonky because we're 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 late rounders because... and. Yeah, and guess I can't what say that one kid's name yeah brett's gonna throw a dart at somebody that we have no idea and have never heard of before that we take in the fifth round and then he's gonna play snaps because that's what he does so oh yeah i, I forgot to tell you did did you see it was of each season on twitter at some point this week too yeah like i said chief <sighs> twitter rare form anyway uh we're not even going to touch that because it's not worth giving it that much daylight um The thing that's interesting to me is you're dipping at wide receiver again twice, and I understand it because you think they're going to do one in free agency probably, so that may change that a little bit. Um, I think people, like, freak out when we don't have, like, named guys at wide receiver, and I would caution everyone to remember who your quarterback is. And, like, I get it to an extent you definitely want to make sure that he has weapons and it has stuff that he likes, but they may not be names to you, but if it works for him, it works. We saw that for like 20 years in new England where everybody was like, who are those dudes that Tom Brady's throwing the ball to? And then they went out and hung like 40,000, yards on you and like 40 touchdowns. And you're like, Oh crap. What happened? And now two of them are one of them's a Hall of Famer and another one's in an is is in the argument conversation where people get violently angry about whether he is or isn't in the in the Hall of Fame. So like, yeah, it worked out okay, I think. Um, your quarterback is is that guy at this point in this in this draw up. Like he's he's supposed to do that to an extent. Now as long as you give him what he wants and you show that you're constantly spending and investing in in the room it doesn't necessarily have to have a name on it. And I think people get a little bit are a little bit torn off by that because a, they had Tyreek Hill, who's going to be a hall of famer. And that is what it is. And that's, it is that, but they're not used to, they're always used to having to have to have the quarterback surrounded by every toy on the shelf and every weapon and supports beam on the book because the quarterback was some dude they went and got from some scrap heap out of nowhere. And it's been like that for 30 years or more. So, I mean, it's actually been like that for like 40 years, 45 years, 50 years. Like we're talking before Todd Blackledge. It was that's well, how long ago, guys. So um, <sighs> my thing for this draft, I'm just curious and interested that you double dipped at the receivers because I'm actually fine with going more into the youth category because you know what those guys are cheap and talented and hungry. And cheap, talented, hungry wide receivers that want to get paid, produce.
3: Well, and and to your point, Patrick Mahomes will make you look good. Albert Wilson got – I love Albert
2: Wilson, but Albert Wilson got a fat check for (laughs) week 17 against the Denver Broncos. Okay? Yeah. We are not – nobody – Nobody, including Albert Wilson, is confused about what Albert (laughs) Wilson got that contract for. Nobody,
3: and he will make you look good. You just got to have the chemistry with him. Have the reps in there. Fine.
2: He just ain't ever looked like that again, has he?
3: Nope. Yep. Never (laughs) looked that good in his life again. So, (laughs) again, it's about that chemistry. So, getting some young guys in here to build that chemistry long term with Mahomes would be uh, pretty huge for this team's growth and development. So, um, again, I expect a a veteran to kind of. in kansas city like they're looking for that true alpha it's hard to find that as a rookie but you know finding someone who can who can step in and build some rapport with mahomes long term would be great
2: you're and and you're seeing them churn that room they churned that room heavily this year and i think you're gonna see more churn in that room as we go forward i don't know who's gonna we don't know who's gonna be here next year and who's not there's a lot of um uncertainty in that wide receiver room so we are yet again looking at draft prospects of wide receivers because i think brett will add another wide receiver again in the first 2 to 3 rounds in that top top 62 or 64 to 96 picks maybe two of them because oh yeah he's got 800 picks this draft if he so chooses to use them all like he did last year now that brings me to my next point and we're just going to kind of do this as our preview and first look into what we think draft strategies and stuff might look like as we progress through this season as we go since we did our mock draft intro. This this will be our wrap up for the evening. With that much ammunition. And that many picks. And not nearly as many roster holes as they've had previously Are we going to see the return of our friend, the high-stakes poker player, blackjack wheeler dealer, Brett Veach? Are we going to see the phone lines open up and the trade calls start spinning and all of a sudden, well, you know, you pick, you know, 28 to 32. Just kidding. You're drafting 14th and you drafted who? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that guy? Who's that guy? How'd they get that guy? Especially because this one's in kansas city at the state at the station like
3: we live in a reality and this is i'm just gonna say this if eric there's gonna be a lot of head coach openings around the nfl Please, if God, eric Bienemy gets one a job. of those please let if him have a job. he gets just one so of those we can
2: shut up and see if he can actually do it at this point i don't care if he does, uh, see, I was. I, I just was, want to see if he can do it. I didn't
3: want to bring it up just because we can't get into that right now. We're already almost an hour and a half in. We live in a re- in a world where there's realistically the Chiefs could end up with three third picks this year, and they already have that's, a ton of picks. That's.
2: Three in the top, and now it's not 96 exactly because it, the third round has yeah. the comp picks which extend out to like 100 and some, like in the, in the late, early 100s 120s, yeah. It's some early hundred-ish, I think, so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But yeah, you, you live in that world where they could end up with three third-round picks. Um, on top of an extra sixth, I think they've got an extra fourth coming. They've just got a lot of picks this don't they year. Have so... an
2: additional second
3: somewhere. They have twelve picks. I know they have, they have twelve. A... I don't think they've got an extra second. I think they've got okay. an extra. They've got an ex- extra I know third. They have... yeah, f- I think they've got an extra fourth and well, maybe an extra. They, they have the pole pick. They yeah, have the pole pick.
2: Third. The third, and then they have the sixth from the Dolphins. The f- fourth from the
1: Dolphins. It's a fourth.
2: There's here. a lot of picks, folks. And I mean a they lot a, of them. They have a
3: round one, they have a round two, they have a round three, a round three, yep, two fourths, one from the Tyreek Hill, yep. a fifth, two sixths, one from the yep. round hill, and then a round, and then they might end up with three round seven picks.
2: yeah, and, um, and has that does that have the comp picks factored in? The potential yeah, yeah, comp yeah, yeah, pick yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. That's where the sevens come from. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's where that you've got, one. You've got trade chart value enough ammunition if they were to have eric behind me hired they would have enough ammunition in third round and like sixth and seventh round picks alone to go get another first round pick or at least in that range probably at the back end of that first round if they wanted to well they'd have that
3: extra third next year too so it's like yeah like you got a lot of house money
2: you got toys to play with which again now we're back to my question of so when we do these draft breakdowns and we look at these mock drafts, I want to, we we talked earlier on the show about setting proper expectations. I want to try to get as close to setting the proper expectations for what we think we should expect as a thought process going forward. And I'm of the opinion that this year we're going to get, auctioneer blackjack dealer wild and style and wheeling, and, and brett beach like we're we're at the trader table at the stock market as the bell rings and he's ready to make some things happen and clark is like yeah i mean you filled most of the holes last year go get what you need let's go get <laughs> yep. some more stuff
3: yep i think that's what we're gonna see is this is this is the 2018 season parallel and then get ready for an off season where they go and get a guy like Frank Clark and you know Sammy Watkins and those like final pieces. And they'd like are... to
2: and they'd like this one to end better than eighteen did because they changed the defensive coordinator who doesn't make them look god awful all the time.
3: Which I'm not a I wouldn't be afraid if they coordinators. But that's
2: not a conversation going we're gonna get into. Nowhere. Yet. That so. that man is not leaving unless he chooses to. Yeah. Anyways. How you that right now?
3: Um if you guys haven't noticed or uh, other co-hosts, Garrett, got sucked into the mm-hmm. internet void. We've been so, um, you know, just hanging with out with that, Adam. I'm sure he's upset that he missed all the draft talk.
2: I'm sure he's devastated, frankly. Um, with that, with that wrap though, Tom, give me your dream guy at the Chiefs pick ish range that you would like to fill the one hole with if you could just pick one that, that you had fall there that's re- not, not like oh my god this guy's knowing number one overall but I would love him to fall to 28 because that's dumb somebody that's in that range area as of right now this will change 75 million times between now and when we do this thing in April or March or whatever it is whenever the NFL draft takes over the NFL takes over another piece of the calendar while not playing football um, who's your guy
3: um i think my flavor of the week is tyree wilson who we talked about out of texas uh okay. tech last time the chief drafted someone from texas tech it worked out pretty well so
2: yeah hey, you know. I, God, the name is just escaping me but it's it seems like you're right i just i'll I'll the audience will have to fact check you on that one but uh with that guys um follow us on our socials all of our socials um, Kingdom says pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, myself at Kaden16, Tom at Arrowhead Tom, as Garrett mentioned earlier, and in Garrett at Garrett720. Um, is it underscore or is it? I always do this, this with this handle.
3: This is the hold on live.
2: Look it's Garrett720. Right I was right. I knew I was right. I do this every time where I always pretend to put an underscore in because I put underscores on all kinds of stuff and he doesn't. But I just assume he that's, did that's for fair. some reason. So follow everybody on our socials uh garrett's obviously much better at wrapping episodes than we are because he does it all the time um with that guys 49ers on sunday and then we are gonna have some extra content stuff for you over the next couple of weeks because it's the bye week so we'll have some fun stuff and maybe we'll actually uh, get into a giveaway for the first time this season so like rate subscribe follow us have a good night y'all